This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Let's, Let's go, go to, to the, the beach. beach. Let's, Let's go, go catch a, a vampire. vampire. Okay, today, all you spooks, we are reviewing episode two of season four of Dragula, and this is Nosferatu's Beach, beach party. party. It's a really fun episode. It's just the two of us. Also, we got news about Kyle from our live show. He wants to fuck Big Dipper, not oh my me. So, God. it's over. I'm sorry. Anyway, enjoy this episode. We recap Dragula Season 4, Episode 2. Goodbye. Goodbye. Kyle, I miss you. <laughs> Forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hello, Fuglies. Hello, Fuglies. We are your Goulash Ghouls. The Goulash Ghouls. We are your Goulash Ghouls. I just can't do it. And welcome to Spooky Seconds. Where we recap every episode of Dragula Season 4. This week it's Episode 2. How exciting. It is exciting. I'm having a wonderful time watching it. I know. What a great show. Nosferatu Beach Party is the episode. And yes. um okay, so last week. Now here let's do some housekeeping up front or some um morgue keeping. Oh yes, we do not have a guest today. Right. And we're not always going to have a guest. I think uh Meepal and I like to talk. Clearly, we do two episodes a week. So, um it's always fun to have a guest, but I think we were both were like we had more opinions to say and there's only an hour, so we're just going to do it. And ourselves. we and we and I felt like I get, gave Eva enough time to talk, but I do also find that I was cutting her off the entire time. I interrupted time. the entire I interrupted her <laughs> so many times. I was like, how is she not more mad about this? I thought she was going to be pissed the whole time. Me she too. just like patiently was like, "Okay, you Yeah, can- she would let us get us out what we had to say and then she'd be like, "Okay, and what I was saying was." And I was like, "Oh, right, you did have an opinion." <laughs> And we literally get to talk on the show constantly, all the time, and still we're like, mm, I think we should do one just I, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we will have more Dragula guests um, for future episodes, but th- we're just, we're going, we're doing it. So last week's episode, uh-huh. the queens had to reimagine horror icons, and my poor sexy little baby Formaldehyde went home because she decided to wear club boots and can't paint her face. I don't know if she can or can't paint her face. Well... Formaldehyde, come on the show. She opted to not. She opted to not. And so then this week, the episode starts with this like 60s flashback movie clip of Nightmare Beach with the bare-legged boulets. And you know where they were at? Gloved. Gloved. I look like they were... They went to the beach. They went to the beach. Eat. Let's go get away. Now, I I do have something to say because during this episode... Let's go to the beach. Eat. Let's go kill a bitch. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Let's go kill a bitch. Now, I um, 
I have something to say about this episode because during my season, and I know I'm going to sound so stuck up, but we did a beach episode and mm. I told one of the producers, I was like, it would be really funny if they were like doing a 60s beach thing <gasps> and you pan down from them like dancing or doing something and they had long toenails on. And the producer came back to me and said, yeah, they're not going to do that. They don't like that idea. Cut to them loving Zavaletta's fucking long toenails okay. and doing well, it's a 60s been four or five years or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm not saying people... they stole it. I'm just saying it was a good idea then and it was a great idea now. Loved it. Loved it, Gal. I just love to see them bare-legged in all those muscular armatures. But they won't. Honey, okay, they so work out. You know the tall one has, like, those ring tattoos on his arm, like fisting tattoos. But and you never girl, see them because they're always wearing gloves. But, and whatever the back tattoo is, honey, is that for, like, um... It seems sexual. String me up from a, like, a... You know people who put hooks in their backs? Yeah, 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 yeah. It seemed like very much like these are the points to lift from. <laughs> Okay, so we so get our little black and white, and we see the boys. Let's talk about the boys, Ian and Andrew Israel. and Israel, or Drew. Drew, he I just think. just goes by Drew. Um, who I was in a music video with the two of them for Pink Pony Club. Okay, you better work. Yes, it was really fun. We love um, boys and Speedos. We do, that, Drew had a big old piece of meat in there. I could see him smuggling something. <laughs> so, okay, so the boudoir... So that's the setup, obviously, the black and white setup. We know, we now know from the formula that it will return later, um, yes. which I think and is very cool. It was really fun to see them dance. And I love to see the, like, thematic thing change every week. I was sort of like, oh, are the masks going to come I back? was so glad that there was no mask. But it's cool. It's one. episodic. Yeah, it's each one's going to be its own thing. So I love this, not an ounce of rhythm with all those white people. Now, Mary Cherry, they're back in the boudoir. Uh-huh. Do you, do you think, think it's, it's actually the next day? Or do you well, think Well, they were still like in makeup, off? so it must have been the same. No, because they were not. Oh, they're, they're not definitely... on their main stage makeup. Floor show makeup. I would believe it was the next day. Okay. I could believe that. Let's talk about Mary Cherry's behavior in the boudoir. Why don't you get into it? <laughs> Mary Cherry and Astrid discuss if drag is about making things DIY or entertaining people. Listen, everybody has a different view of drag. I felt like Astrid got caught up here because they're going back and forth and Astrid's like, yes, I won. I'm so proud. I made that whole look. You're just mad because your look, your belt broke. Like you didn't like, it wasn't a good look. And Mary's like, well, it's not about making things. It's about entertaining people. And Astrid's like, I disagree. It's about making things. We all know we Astrid all... is an entertainer. Yeah, She's a musician. That you make it... She's a dancer. It's For her, it's both those things. I think she yes. just got caught up she in the fight. She got really into, like, I made all my own stuff, and you were wearing whatever, and your belt broke. But then, like, everyone was like, Astrid, your shit was falling apart the minute <laughs> you left the stage. So it's like everybody on this show has no leg to stand on when they start an argument. Like, well, they just literally want to start fighting, and then everyone's like, no, you did the same thing. I love the fighting, though. I really feel like they had a meeting backstage, and they were like, girls, let's go out there and give it to them. Because okay, then but- moments later, they're all, like, chumming chummy chummy as they like walk out of the workroom you know what i mean do you feel like these fights are happening because i know that they're all staying in a house like basically together or like they're roomed up two to a room somewhere so i'm assuming that they're allowed to talk to each other outside of the show do you think they're having these fights and then getting on the show and rehabbing them i think so i also think if they're smart they're doing the thing where they're going like well let's talk shit about this and let's talk shit about that because it makes for good i mean it makes for good fodder like 
they're being really honest with each other about yeah. all the looks. Very honest. And I'm like, I feel like on other shows, people are just like, it wasn't for me, but good for you. And on this one, they're like, girl, your face was not giving what you thought it was giving. And Mary did just kind of point out each girl. Like when I was she- like, did you see your marshmallow costume? I loved it. But <laughs> when she came for Sigourney, that's when I was like, that's, no, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> she was literally flawless. Yeah. That was um, Hoso and Astrid, are they fucking? Girl, everyone seemed to think so, and that is probably a like a, a storyline that we are not getting because it's at the house. Yeah. Um, they're but they were the very house. chummy standing next to each other, and like even when at the end when they were like fighting, Hoso was like sticking up for, uh-huh. for Astrid. Like she was gonna put her neck out for her. And it's kind of like mm, it's still a competition against all these other girls. The, here's the thing about Coco. Maybe she loves the spook, and maybe she loves the ook. But, but I don't she think she not... knew who Morticia Adams was. <laughs> Wait, maybe she's not like maybe she's just like into the idea of like blood and like gore. But maybe she's not like you know she doesn't have like an encyclopedic knowledge of like yeah. classic campy horror film, which is totally acceptable and, and great. In her full defense, Morticia Adams and Elvira. I think Elvira was like slightly based off of Morticia. Girl, it's the of same course. dress, so it's like. So maybe she just got tripped up in the moment, or maybe she was like, okay, there can't be two Elvira's. I have a similar dress. Maybe she was high. Maybe she got a little stoned before they started. Maybe she was just lit. Yeah, she could have been lit. Because moments later, she calls Zavaletta Vazaletta. Vazaletta, and it's clear that... (laughs) And Mrs. Sigourney was like, Vazaletta? Vazaletta. (laughs) Okay, so this is my favorite part, is when... This is what I love. Like, on other shows, you kind of know who gets eliminated, but the cast doesn't know. Of the two people who are in the extermination, they don't know who's going to come back in the workroom. So? They all talk shit about (laughs) Zavaletta. While she's waiting directly behind a paper-thin wall. Yeah. uh, And it's so funny, her entrance. She just comes in, waving those middle fingies. (laughs) <laughs> at all the girls, and she admits that she peed herself in a coffin. So we do have that in common. Okay, Diva, the piss queen. Uh, the piss queens. And Wait then, until she moves to LA and meets our favorite scat queen. Now, <laughs> and then tell me about the fight between Zavaleta and Sigourney, because Zavaleta accuses Sigourney of like playing games. No. Or of being Mary fake. Terry- Mary Cherry says that she's fake. It starts with Mary Cherry saying, you're fake and you're playing games. And I see through your little games. And then Zavaleta comes in and she's like, I'm not like y'all. I don't play games. The only game I'm going to play is this game because we're competing. That's the game. Okay. I just felt I like didn't no, under- one I, no one knew what the fight was. <laughs> I think all Mary Cherry wanted to get across was that she can tell that Sigourney is like be- like playing the game. Being strategic in a competition? Yes. And that, I think that makes her mad because Mary Cherry is just being authentically herself. So it. Girl, but Mary Cherry, out of anyone who's playing a game, it's Mary Cherry because all she's doing is going around poking people. But that's, yes. But that's authentically <laughs> what Mary Cherry does. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that is what she's doing, but that is who Mary Cherry is. But. I don't know. I don't get like a game playing from Sigourney. I think she's just like there I think to compete. She's making a TV yeah. show. I think she's just there to fucking compete. She I hasn't think... really talked down about anybody fully. Right. She's only been like she hasn't really defended anybody. She's just like I'm worried about me. 
I think playing the game would be if like um when everything spoiler goes down with Astrid later she like they cut back to her interview and she's like and just what I wanted I knew her big amazing dress was going to be incredible and I didn't want her to wear it on the runway but she's not doing that like right now she's just like making tv and throwing casting glances and throwing uh snide remarks into the air but then, I mean, we'll get to it, but she said something weird to Astrid in those last moments. She sure did. Let's get to that okay, in a moment. But okay. first, so we then, get ooh, alert. girl, a video message <laughs> no, comes they on. Didn't say ooh, spook. Boo, girl. Ah, monster. Ah, uh, monsters. Yeah, the Boule brothers in the red plastic molded look again. And the so that's going to be stunning. the video look for the season, right? I'm sure that they shot fresh videos for each one and they're just edited in, right? Oh, then they get dressed think, each time in the same look? No, I think they shot all those after. And the videos that the girls are watching are probably just like... Right? Don't you think? Y- yes, but I'm just saying they're going to be in that red look for all the for videos. For all of them, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look fucking stunning. Yeah, it's... Why not? Why not wear them? Hello, uglies. Get ready, my little crustaceans. Hello, uglies. Get ready, my little crustaceans. Moonlit beaches and bloodthirsty leeches. Midnight beach party for vampires only. For this week's challenge, Uh they have to design and create an original look and model the design in a music style lip sync performance. Oh, music video style. Sorry, that was supposed to be music video style. It was music video style. uh, uh, Lip sync performance. And And then, surprise, she's a duet. Oh, it's a duet. And you will be in teams. And you will be in teams. And they say the looks can be horrifying, campy, gory, or glamorous, which I like because they're really opening it up because it is yeah. kind of a campy prompt. Yes. And I, it's a very campy prompt. And I'm glad that they're like saying campy because then yes. I'm like, I can look to Mary Cherry. I can look to any of these girls to camp it up. You wish you could look to Mary Cherry. I guess the only way you I could couldn't even see, see her face. <laughs> see it. She had a flashlight on her head. Um, she brought her own spotlight and her own fans. <laughs> she was like, fuck your production. Diva, Let bringing, me go to the hardware I'm the store. story producer. I'm bringing my lighting system. <laughs> I got fans. Uh, girl. Okay, and then the other big surprise is they were like, you know what? Saint is not the only diva we are trying to bring back. There is another mm-hmm. monster joining the competition. Dolly, Dolly is welcomed back into the competition. I'm uh so, goodbye, my little baby from Aldehyde. I have a new hello, favorite. Daddy hello, Dolly. Daddy Dolly. Diva, punch she, me. <laughs> she wore that. She Hit walked me. in with that mustache, and you you about flooded your basement, huh? I fully did. I was like, holy shit! I I was a past subscriber of their OnlyFans, and I will tell you, everything is a okay. Put your tongue away, please. 10 out of 10. My mouth is watering. Should we go (laughs) to a break? (laughs) We need to take a break. Let me get a water. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, Dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. 
Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, and we we're are back. back. Oh, and it is a spooky in the boudoir. For this week's fright feet, they have to eat a bulb of <laughs> garlic. Fright feet. Fright feet. Is that how you spell it? You think? Fright feet. F e e t. Girl, for fright feet, they should have to suck on some toes. Girl, with some long some, toenails some on. Nasty for this week, isn't feet f e i g h t? Or is that fate? Oh God, delete Fri it. Friday, Friday. Hey, this is hey. We're starting over, and we're back. No, Ooh. I want to keep all of it in. I don't care. I don't care. They have to eat a bulb of garlic and chug pig's blood, ethically sourced, of course. Sorry, vegans. I don't believe it was pig's blood. They what were making it more, was? just like red, red thick syrup. It was. It How do like, you ethically source pig's blood? I guess if you are. If it's a from an ethical meat source, and you say, "Please drain the but blood just, into these bags for us," can you drink? If it was raw blood like that, probably. But if it was pig's blood, they would be making more of a deal about drinking the pig's blood than they would about eating a bulb of garlic. Don't you think? Don't you think more also, of them would have been like, "Oh, I'm not going to drink. Ugh, oh, oh my god, it's so thick. Oh, it's gross." Instead, everyone watch... was just chugging it and being like, "The garlic, my face burns." Do you ever watch competitive eating? Yeah, I love watching competitive eating. It reminds I me of a feel... party I just threw called Fat Slut. Oh, in which where you we had sexy competitive, competitive eating. eating. I feel like I would have 
tried to because first of all it yes it was like a timed competition but it became clear a lot of people weren't going to make it through Absolutely. and so it became more about strategy I feel like I would have peeled. I would have gotten the garlic paper off. Because at one point there was a trash can next to them that seemed like, hey, throw the garlic paper in here. Well, maybe they were supposed to eat all of it. But what I would have done is like peeled and like popped those garlic garlic moments in my mouth. Because sometimes if I'm not like if when I used to tour a lot and I was under the weather, I would just eat cloves of garlic. And no, I know. I used to do that. In my mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I would have done that. And then I would have sort of wadded up the paper and like sort of swallowed it with the blood like you know how in competitive eating they like break up into pieces yeah, yeah, yeah. That, they'll like, dip the hot dog like bun I can't in water a bite like a um like an apple out of a bulb of garlic i would have gone full chef gordon ramsay and like gotten Pulled the garlic bulbs out yeah i would have brought my knife no but i would have like taken them off individually <laughs> and maybe even swallowed them with the paper on but anyway zavaletta was focused on winning her face said it all at the end and it was bright red and she finished chugging it she, she was the like, shit out of that she was like diva i came to play so for winning she gets to pair off the monsters it seemed like she didn't have a good plan, no plan. of action no to plan. like throw anyone under the bus she truly in the moment was deciding and the minute the boules would have said that to me on stage i would have been like which two of these girls are fighting who can i put together that will not match but she in the moment was like you two you two she put like Saint- why didn't she put mary with astrid yes why yeah why wouldn't you put two people that are like feuding and clearly completely opposites and anyway she chose saint as her partner i also she- love i feel like this is a through line with zavaletta that it's like in that, that's kind of how she does a fight too. She's like, "I'm here to fight," and then has no point. And then with this, she's like, "I'm pairing you off. You're up first. And then she's sort of like, "Uh, what, what have I done?" And it seemed like it was taking her a while on camera, which means it took longer when you were in the room. I'm sure people would have been like, "Just hurry up, girl, pick." So she she puts Mary with Coco, mm-hmm. which I didn't think there was going to be a problem there. And then no, she puts but Sigourney I think and Astrid. Not a team player. I think that's what it comes down to. I think Coco's like, it's got to be me and myself and I. It seemed like it was, it seemed, it felt like that, but it seemed like they were trying to make it seem like Mary was the problem. I mean, they were trying to make it like that, but every time Coco would like talk about anything, or every time Mary would like pitch an idea, Coco would be like, I don't know about all that. And just sort of like move away to like doing her wig again. And I was like, Coco is the problem here. Yeah. Okay, so say the part. Sigourney and Astrid, Dolly and Hoso. Dolly. Oh. (laughs) And Hoso. And Betty and Jade. And I thought, I mean, because a lot of these I thought were like really good. Really good. Like Dolly's makeup and Hoso's makeup go together so well. And like their aesthetic is pretty similar. Honestly, I feel like um, had she just switched astrid and mary and coco and sigourney the coco sigourney would have been like slutty vampires together the astrid and mary no mary and sigourney together because they literally she keeps telling her she's playing a game make them partners yeah and she'd be paranoid the whole time yeah sigourney was gonna throw her under the bus and astrid and coco i don't know maybe they would have butt heads too no i see it the other way but that's fine so let me ask you, if you're paired up and you didn't think you were going to be paired up, 
uh, like all of these queens got prompts ahead of time. They've all prepared looks, and a lot of the yeah. looks have like maybe prosthetics or special makeup. They're going for a specific vibe. Now, but are you supposed to throw that out the window and like make matching swimsuits so you look like how the boules looked in the beginning on Nightmare Beach? No, are you but supposed if you to listened, be a pair? But if you listened closely to Mary Chair, our sage wise advisor, she <laughs> don't call her old. Turned to. To Coco and was like, yeah, girl, that's why the prompt said this. Like, she was like, my beach outfit isn't 60s. I didn't do that. And she's like, the prompt specifically, like, named, and I forgot what movie star, but it was like... And Margaret. F- yeah, and she was like, it's specifically supposed to be this style. Right. I don't know why... Uh, Mary. I know Mary listens, but I don't know why Mary said that. She did not follow the prompt either. Well, she said, yeah, and Margaret, I'm gonna be a fish. I'm gonna be a fish, an <laughs> angler fish. Um... But like, but ultimately, at the end, they did commend her on her look and yes. her inspiration, and so I get that, and that's cool. I, 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 I think, I think part of the thing that was confusing to me as a viewer is I was unclear what the duet meant, and we'll get into this when we watch the floor show and the the presentation. But I was unclear. I was like, as a duet, does that mean? You're doing something together or you're supposed to adjust your looks because one of the biggest thing that comes into play is that Astrid and Sigourney decide to sort of not do a gag that they've prepared for their look and adjust them so they're matching. They're closer in vibe. None of these groups matched. Not a single <laughs> one of, of them things. matched. Neither, uh, none of them were I at the same argue, party. I would argue that Betty and Jade. Jade's matched. Absolutely. Similarly Because they matched. both went for the the Barbie. Yes. They looked Barbie. like a beach Barbie with like an adjustment that yeah. made them a ghoul. They fit the prompt perfectly. Um, I did notice that the next day on the day of the floor show, Betty walks in and walked right she in goes, and said, Ooh, Ooh girl. girl. And, and it like, sounded exactly, exactly like Drag Race. Like Drag Race's <laughs> untucked Ooh Girl. I literally was like, did they steal the sound? Me too. Um, <laughs> it sounded exactly like it. Okay. I was like, Betty, girl, different show. I love the drama of the floor <laughs> show is about to begin warning the girls while they're all half painted. And they're then 90 minutes from being ready. Yeah, and it's like, floor show is about to begin. The little one, it's the little one saying it. And they're all screaming, and it's like, am I going to have to watch this every episode? You absolutely are. It's basically like, <laughs> um, God, what do they do? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's a device of the show. They're always going to, like, do this fake out. Maybe, maybe episode four, they do that, and then all the queens walk out in a robe, half done, with only one pad on, and they're like, Diva, we didn't like, have Like, how time. am I supposed to believe that they're not even, like, some of them are still eyebrow blocking, and, and it's like- And as they're running up the stairs, they They're, like, fully done and ready to do this. <laughs> oh, no, this is my, I wanted to ask this question. The boudoir is obviously, like, a set. It's, like, a beautiful, well-lit set on a stage- somewhere because you know it has three walls and one of the walls is you know where the cameras are is all open well i have a question because when they show the boudoir they cut to all these pictures of the boules on the walls Uh but then when they film the room those pictures aren't in the room oh oh they're not on the walls it just is a blank wall everywhere so i'm like is there a fake fourth wall 
I don't know. You know, on a sitcom when they like, you've seen the whole set from the same place, but then yeah. like when they're like on the phone in the back nook, sometimes they'll throw the camera around and you're like, oh, that's what the other wall oh, looks yeah. like. Oh, yeah. I'm always looking through. Um, but my question is Do you think the boudoir set is in a different building? No, it's the basement of the globe. And they took it over for like three weeks? Absolutely. Or maybe four weeks. This was all shot during quarantine, so there was no nothing was happening no at the Globe. Because I'm just imagining... And the Globe oh, was under construction that, for so long that I'm sure they were just shooting it when that was all being... The ceilings are so low in the basement at the Globe. And the ceilings look low in that. Well, okay, maybe I, it is a different is building. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is just like a set somewhere else. And they, they begin their makeup there... And then they do that like alarm sound and they let them like finish their makeup, but then they travel them to the globe and that's where they like get dressed to do. That would actually make sense because after the floor show, when they all walk down, they're just sitting in the green. They, they're just sitting that's the green, next the to the cauldron. stage. The cauldron yeah. is just next stage at the globe because why not take them back to the workroom? Because it's right. a different building. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. I think that too. Well, secrets of production. Well, we really just went out. into it. Okay, so the floor show. Yes. The Boulay's girl. Talk about this looks. look. It was great. It was good. They a lot of a lot of hand. They were giving those us gloves hand were incredible. They were like mechanical. Yeah. It was really cool. It looked like a connects. Yes. Um, and they pose in front of the blood moon, honey. Yes, because it's that time, Mama. It's the blood moon beach party. And they have spiky head. There's no wig. It's hot, spiky head pieces. Spiky head pieces. And like like a almost like a armor or like a harness or some sort of, what would you yeah, call Yeah, some that? shoulder piece, shoulder accoutrement. Yeah. It was great. It was big. It was spiky. It was. It looked heavy. They looked They looked great. They looked and wonderful. Guest judge. Vanessa Hudgens. I mean, how many Drag Race references? She comes on and says, I'm so into blood right now. I mean, I Which lived. is a reference to... I know, but it's just like she's even referencing the other show. But I, let's be honest. I don't know that we can exist in a world where there's a drag competition show with a judging panel, a small challenge, and a big challenge, and then some sort of right, final Pete. thing to save someone <laughs> without comparing it to drag race. I mean, I think you just have to. And Gigi McGree is there. Do you know? I think maybe she wrote songs for Katy Perry. I oh, think okay. she was like a. I think she's done a lot of like cool music stuff. Here's I also thing. could be thinking of someone completely we different. We have a really small world, and I don't know everybody in the world. So this person, I don't know. But uh, the Boulets say, "We're so excited that you two could join us." And the stage is set like a beach. Right for the floor show, so they put oh, out Vanessa like, Hudgens and Gigi McGree are like best friends, apparently. Oh, okay. got it. And I think they had the same stylist that day because yes, they really they said, styled them like bookends. Yes, and they look. I mean, I like the little red leather cape moment on. I Gigi. thought Vanessa looked sickening. No, it looked like she was going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. On yeah, she a was having a wonderful Halloween time. night. I, you know, I did like how excited she was to be there and how many, like, fun, hip, cool buzzwords she was able to use. Well, she said, all fit. the outfits were fire. Your fit is fire. It's fire. <laughs> I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. 
Stop. You are older than me. Please talk normal. Um, <laughs> Your fit is fire. Not to say that. To, who did she? Did she say that to Astrid? No. No. I think it, no, it was. Um, Zavaleta. No, it was Saint. the winner, Saint. They both wanted Saint's outfit. And frankly, oh, yeah, they so were like, did Can I. we borrow that? Saint's like, I'm mm. a man. <laughs> <laughs> Might smell. Um, the stage is set like a beach, and all the monsters are laid out, bopping to the song, the gothic surferama. Now, all correct me if I'm wrong, but whenever they lip sync on Dragula, isn't it original music for Dragula? Or do they sometimes license music they sometimes license music so i don't do know if this one's a i don't know if uh, this one must be you gotta Google, search it i'm gonna search it's one click away the gothic surferama by the vampire beach babes from 2009 so they licensed it good for that well they have shutter money now they have that shutter money honey. they have money to pay people now well, I love that. I mean, it, 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 I was confused, okay? I'll just say this. I was confused. I liked when the floor show started and they had the little square and they had everyone's I, names. It was long, and I kept on waiting for when the duets were supposed to happen. I was, like, waiting for them to, like, step forward and do, like, a little soft shoe or something. Because there was all this talk about, like, you're going to have to choreograph it and know what you're doing. And I thought maybe they were going to write lyrics. I didn't know what was going to happen. But they got out there and they all just stood in their little spots. So they were each sort of staged in an area. Did they each do the entire song? Like, did we watch the song six times in a row? Or did they each have a little section that they had to do? Because sometimes the camera would, like, start on one pair and then move to another. And the song only played once. I was I was just confused at what the judges ended up judging them on because yeah. we did not see like I would have preferred to see a split screen of five different pairs of people each doing the same part of the song and then a master cut but we would cut to a pair and then you'd see other queens behind them and I'm like well who am I supposed to be watching Yeah Yeah I don't I don't know and it Again, it just felt so long. Well, here's it a real question. Felt like it didn't end. Have you? Well, it did end because you know. No, I'm still watching it in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever lip synced with vampire teeth in? No, but bitch, that looked hard. <laughs> Everyone looked like they didn't <laughs> know the words. Did, but it was like a lot of like also like hitting S's. them back and yeah, like you could see their tongue holding the teeth at some point because like they didn't want it to fall out. And they couldn't close a lot of them couldn't close their lips around the teeth. And so it just looked like they didn't know their words. Yeah. And then but- later when Mary was like, I forgot my words, I'm like, girl, bitch, you could have not said that. And they just assumed you hit the words because you had spiky teeth in. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. um All right. Before we move on, let's take a break. Okay. Okay, we are back from We're break. Back. And before we get to the judges, quickly at the end of the like lip sync, oh, did you sing that whole time? Was oh, we went to be spooky. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's okay. I did it. Oh, okay. Um, can we start again? No, keep going. Ah, taste of my own medicine. So there's like the performance moment, right? So yes. like 
they all lip sync and then there's like this vampiric bloody like acting out moment and like all of a sudden Dali and Hoso are just like covered in blood and rubbing it on themselves. The slapping each other was so fun. Yeah. And Saint like bites into Zavaleta's neck and blood yeah. drips out from everywhere. Sigourney and Astrid are making out with the blood. Yeah. But remember and- earlier when Sigourney had said, you need a mint. Yeah, she that was, was sucking on that stanky breath. That was bold. That was very bold, but also I approve of that behavior. I think if someone's breath is bad, you gotta tell them. But I think you should also wait until they're not talking to the producer in the camera and they move on to the next person and say, babe, grab a mint. No, but that's Sigourney being fun and friendly and, and, and fun on camera. Not friendly, being fun for us, the viewer. Because yeah. when she said, you need a mint, I said, ooh. I did too. It gave me the same. See, now that was my jump scare for this episode. Last episode, it was Darren Stein. This episode, it was You Need a Mint. And I turned and I went, Oh, oh she's so mean. Uh, uh, Ooh. Um, and then, okay, let me ask you this question. Yes. Do you think that Betty's wig falling off was on purpose? Because she had a full ball cap. It was a full ball cap. I think it was. It didn't look like a hairnet. Ears. It looked like she was giving a vampire who is also kind of like the witch from the movie The Witches, where they're all ball headed. Yes. And because then she rubbed sunscreen on her head and all over her titties. Yes. I I believe that 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 was on purpose, and they turned it against her. They did turn it against her. Okay. So what happened before the judges panel? The Boulet brothers have a sibling chat, just the two of them. They talk about Mary Cherry and that dang aunt, and that damn aunt. I can't read. You don't have to read. Just sort of look at it as we're talking. But here's But they my did question. say that she was like upset during the performance. And then, of course, they gave us that good old behind the scenes, which I hope they do more of that throughout the season, showing Mary Cherry literally on stage turning to Coco, like giving her shit, like being like, what? What are we doing? And having a stank face. Yeah, Mary was like clearly plucked during the performance and let her anger towards her collaboration with Coco just sort of like color the whole thing. But then later Coco was like, yeah, she didn't like what she was doing, so she tried to up it. And I was like, yeah, she did up it. And then she also upstaged you when she she moved her entire anglerfish body in front of you while you were laying on the ground. Yeah, and I mean, the Boulets make a good point, and I think we talked about this when we had Mary on Sloppy Seconds a while ago. It's like, the charm of Mary Cherry is that she's a go-with-the-flow gal. She's a sit in the corner in a wig and sort of yell at people. She's a get up and smash a beer can with her titty and just sort of let the night happen. But because she's not, you know, stumbling around Metro in Brooklyn, but she's up on a global stage, like, performing, there's, like, a different element to it. But I really, I did, I sort of loved this, like, they were like, you know what, let's not have Vanessa and McGee up here. Let's, like... Let's do our yeah. Chat well, alone. and they said like we know our monsters better than anyone, and also it's like, what does what do those guest judges really know that much about Uki Spooky Drag? Well, they're into blood right now. So, yeah, I kind of agree that Mary kind of fumbled it, but I also think that like, I think she was having a good time. She she wasn't being the Mary that we know and love. Well, no, she was absolutely not having a good time. That was the whole point. 
But I think that, like, maybe if if memory serves her, she wouldn't remember all the stank face. Because Mary is unable to filter what happens in her face when it comes <laughs> out of her mouth. Um, okay, so additionally, the Boulay brothers talk about how, how great Zavaleta was this week, how she rose to the challenge, how she but really... But they did say what? that they're concerned about her wardrobe in comparison to these other girls. They did, but I'm like, I, but she I'm should also wear like, that she's... boudoir look, girl, when she came in with the leather she... bib. Yes! Well, <laughs> I, 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 turned, I turned to Michael and I was like, I mean, this is an incredible look she should be wearing on the show, not just, like, in the boudoir. Like, yeah, it put should a wig have been... on, Diva. Yeah. Um... Or glue a little hair to your head. I like <laughs> when she had that little Spit girl. thing for her. Yeah. Um, then they get the full panel of judges, and they said that they'll be judging their monst- monsters individually, not as a team. And that was kind of a gag because that was a full gag. Everyone was like, "Wait, we're being judged in our pairs because it was duets. It was duets. Categories for judgment are their original, original look, look, their lip sync performance, performance, and their work with their assigned teammate." What do you think that means? Girl, I think the the producers and the story editors were in the Boulay's ears telling them how the relationship went. But I also think it was fairly obvious. I think they can look at Mary and Coco and be like, well, they weren't getting along. They mm-hmm. can look at um, Hoso and Dali and be like, well, they were playful, but they weren't completely in the same world. You know, Dali was like telling their own story. But and Dali's then- was, I okay, first of all, I love Dali's. Yes. I love that flasher that lives next door. It was very John Waters beach party. Like, totally. he was there to flash me. Like, I love that. And- but then like a pair, for instance, like Saint and Zavaleta, their entire story was about the pairing. And I think that's why they were in the yeah. top. So and they worked well together. Happened. So Jade, Mary, and Sigourney are safe. And then we get our um line, which I think we're gonna get every episode, which Absolutely. is we're, we're not here to we're not here to judge your drag. Drag is art and art is subjective. What we are judging you on is your drag as it relates to this competition and the challenges we've put before you. Astrid judgment. Girl. The judges didn't like her look. It was underwhelming and dull, they said. And then she Well, Vanessa told her maybe she could do with a little more pizzazz. And Astrid even interrupts the big one to try to explain herself. It was a tense moment. It was so tense that even our special guest judge, Gigi, what's her name? Yeah, Gigi McGree. Gigi made a face. Well, girl, because um when the Boulets are talking. You are meant to listen. They'll give you time to talk back. But Astrid is fairly verbose. Um, Like, I think she tries to not only explain, but then Mm re-explain. And so I think she she just felt felt like she didn't get her point across. And girl, did you see the one uh, clasp her chest? Oh, when she interrupted? Yeah. The little one? Yeah, she uh, was like, You're going home. Absolutely. (laughs) And not only to interrupt her once, but then when she goes, you go, if they say you go, always say, no, you. No, I'm sorry. I'd like to hear I'm what sorry, you have to say. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But she heard you go, and she said, right, let me get into this spiel. <laughs> she said, I will tell you that Sigourney made me cancel my big dress. But the whole time that they were interviewed earlier, she kept on saying, we're both compromising. We're both getting rid of things, and we're both doing this together. Uh-huh. But I was like, um, based on the picture that Sigourney showed of her outfit, she didn't get rid of anything. She didn't seem to have compromised. Oh. Because you know how they pan across each one of their, like, their drawings? Oh. Her costume was exactly what it was. Oh, yeah. It was the swimsuit. 
Yeah. Okay, Zavaleta. The judges loved her performance. Correct. But her look could have been more. But it's still great and detailed, and her performance was spot on. Her drunk on blood bit was cool, and her vampire teeth were very cool. Dolly did her Nosferatu, which was unique and specific and fully in character. The shy, short, goofy vampire. The judges loved this take on the look. <laughs> you were just and reading the performance my notes. was committed the whole time. Well, we already said that. Coco, okay. she was praised. Yeah, they said like she looks like stripper. a gorgeous stripper hoe vampire, but she was clear that her partner partnership with Mary was strained. And then they were like, girl, you were doing all these moves, but you did them behind a full-bodied Mary Cherry, so no one saw. Do you think that maybe when she was doing that, she was like, well, the camera's going to come around again, and I'll do it. No, I don't think she has that wherewithal. I think in her mind, I think Coco, I think the moment the breastplate is on, Coco thinks no one can do anything but look at her. She really has that like. But that's true though. It's true. I'm sure at her local bar. I'm also sure if she was walking the runway alone, if she was doing her floor show alone, I think the tea is she is fully in her fantasy. And when she's on that stage, she's not thinking about where the camera is. She's not thinking about if Mary Cherry stood in front of her. She's thinking about her fat ass and those big titties and like what a beautiful vampire she is. That's all she's thinking about. Well, Hoso was a beautiful lifeguard with a wonderful reveal. She was cute. I, I do love that her and Dolly both revealed at the same time. And it was, yeah, it was cute. Betty? Let's talk about Betty. She didn't look like she wanted to be on that stage. There's something about it. I've seen her perform before, and she is such a seasoned performer, but I think this is another thing that's very similar to like the conversation the boys were having about Mary Cherry. You put on a song that Betty knows how to do at any drag club where all she has to do is get in front of an audience. It could be a big stage, a small stage, a go-go box, no stage, a flat ground. She will turn the fucking party because she has been in every kind of drag at a club scenario. Absolutely. I think where she hasn't been is on a TV show before. And it's something really, really hard that if all of a sudden you you don't do choreography and you're like, fuck, I need to stand right next to my partner. Or there's all of these other things. There aren't just like people smiling up at me with dollar bills. There are camera crews and stank face production people. And, ju- you know, it's like, I don't know if everyone is smiling at her or not. But I feel like she couldn't, I feel like Betty's the kind of person who wouldn't be thrown by like stuff at the club, but is totally thrown by the TV production. Yeah, because there is no audience. You're just performing for, yeah, like you're saying, just like a room full of silent people. Right. And someone's in the corner like texting about like the lunch catering. Yeah, they're like literally and, like, not They're doing to everything you at all. Yeah. but watching you aside from the people in the camera. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to talk to Betty about her experience and this. It what it really ultimately seemed like is that she's she's a like a solo performer and not a choreography girl, and the choreography really threw her for a loop, and then she just let that get the best of her. Yeah. And let's talk uh, about Saint. Saint, the look is perfect. She can do no wrong. It was incredible. And it they showed the drawing simple. of this yeah. look like four times in that first act in the boudoir. Absolutely. The little one said that the look is cunt. She was like, this look is cunt. I feel like I've never heard the Boulay brothers say cunt before. Me either. 
She's well, a, this unless look they were calling kind. me one. Well, now her connection to, with Zavaleta was great, and the performance was fire, as Vanessa Hudgens said. Yeah, that this was fit so is fire. fire. The fit is fire. Okay, it just so, doesn't sound natural coming out of her mouth. Like, well, because Vanessa is like my age. She's like almost forty. Like, yeah. don't talk. Like, maybe she's not. I think she might be closer to my age. How old is Vanessa Hudgens? Oh. 32. Oh, wow. The age is fire. I did like the... <laughs> Z- <laughs> I Still did, too old. Still too I did old. Like, I did like that Zavaleta was like, you are my childhood. I grew up watching you in Mexico. Like, that was kind of cool. Yeah. But also, v- Vanessa's reaction was like, uh-huh. Like, she was like, please do not say High School Musical. Yeah. She was... You're, we're soaring. We're flying. flying. There's not a star in heaven, heaven that, that we, we can reach. reach. If we're trying. trying. Yeah, we're breaking free. What would you have done if you were a vampire beach? Well, I do think how you just said it is kind of an interesting, like, there is kind of a pun there. Like, of like not beach, but bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm a vampire beach. 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 You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm a vampire I, beach, beach. To me, I like modern takes of vampire. I know me that too. They, the, this challenge wasn't called Vampire Beach. It was called Nosferatu, which means like an older vampire. But if you're in the school of like True Blood or Twilight, those vampires are old, but they progress with the times. Yes. So I think it really is, it comes down to what Mary Cherry was saying about the prompt. If the prompt said like 60s and Margaret Nosferatu beach party, that's one thing. I feel like I don't do drag. So my sort of like male drag character, I would have done like a varsity like Letterman jacket. I was thinking of doing like Sandy from Greece, but yes. like at the be- like something that was like it. I don't know. And I also think the Modern. thing that Astrid was saying <gasps> or about... Or what if I was like the... What was the... Who's the little girl with, with the dog biting her swimsuit? Oh, the Coppertone baby? Yeah, but it's like but the Coppertone baby, but she's like fully Nosferatu, like bald, big ears, crazy teeth. That always turn really sideways. Yeah, That would have been cute. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, my... I like... I like that true blood moment that like modern vampire mm-hmm. so i feel like it would have been interesting to do like like have a sunscreen like bottle but it says like moon screen you know like no they had that they had vampire sunscreen hoso brought it oh okay and well, that's what they were like squirting on each other i think got it i mean that's that's the other thing is like this was so focused on they kept saying it's about the performance it's about the performance like Normally, everyone gets like to do like a little gag, like have a yeah. prop gag, and I think that helps and the only tell gag their story was like further. they gave them like a half gallon of blood, and were like, "Play with this." <laughs> well, regardless um, of what we would do, Saint is the winner of this challenge. So, congratulations deserved. to deserved. Saint. Then, in the lowest scoring, we had Astrid, Betty, and Coco. That's right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll get into our final seggy. What'd you call me? And we're back to be exterminated. Nation Challenge. 
Okay, so Astrid and Bitter Betty have to do the extermination challenge. They uh, land in the bottom. And I'm thinking, like, part of me is, like, shouldn't the extermination challenge be more of a secret? But then there you get that really good thing where, like, they're on stage. They find out they're in the bottom. And then the Boulets say what they have to do. And then they get to spiral about it backstage with the other queens. So and it is when really you spark. say spiral, <laughs> so, I have never seen a spiral like this. Well, the person. extermination challenge is they have to submerge their... This is what is said. They have to submerge their limbs into leech-infested waters, which made me think They're all getting four in. of their limbs... I, heard, I thought you're getting in a tub. And there's like, leeches. All four. I, I didn't think like torso and genitals. I thought all four limbs. And so, how would they do that? Hang them like a dog getting a haircut. You know how they put them in those like <laughs> yes, little, hang them like those a dog little a haircut. And, then, <laughs> and like I, I was imagining four barrels full of leeches, and they sort of had to like stand and like put. So that's what I imagined. But it was it just one arm in right. a fish tank still scary still scary but tell us before Honestly, we get the to hardest that. part about doing that would probably be leaning over like that for that long you, <laughs> you know what i mean that's the, that's the real challenge you get a little cramp in your side um backstage in the cauldron astrid is spiraling she won the first challenge and now she's up for extermination she's embarrassed she feels like it's wrong she feels like um she shouldn't have given up her gag she was losing her mind I've never, I don't, I don't you've know how to You've been in this res- position, right? Like but I did not react like that. Okay. And I love Astrid, and I know that panic attacks are very real, and that that's clear that she was having one. Right. But the shit she was saying was so insane. And everyone was turning. It was that thing from Mean Girls when she was like, I could tell that I was being annoying, but I couldn't stop. Right, 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 right. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes you really do just absolutely spiral. Yeah. And what what, what I thought was fascinating was, um, what I thought was fascinating was like, when she was like, it's my fault. We were working as a team, and it was my fault because I let you control me. Right? Didn't, isn't that <laughs> yeah. what she said to Sigourney? Something along those lines. And I was like, wait a second. That's the most backhanded. Like, you're basically blaming Sigourney for convincing you to not, not wear your bigger dress. Your big dress. And I'm also like, did she post pictures of the big dress? Oh, let's look. But that to me felt like such a manipulative statement. And I understand that she was fully a hundred percent spiraling. But like, Sigourney said something back to her, I remember that like bothered me, and I can't remember what it is. Astrid, show us the big dress. Yeah. Astrid, if you're listening, come on the show and show us the big dress. Um it's it's it kind of feels like Everything I've seen Astrid do, I've been really impressed by. I really enjoy her. I find her very captivating. And it just kind of seems like she can't win. <laughs> Not like she's incapable of winning, but like she never like gets a break. You know what I mean? No, because it's even- always just, yeah. Even when she won the first challenge, the moment she reacted, not in like a pageanty way, like she wasn't like, thank you. She was like, for real? Me? Fuck yeah. You could see on the Boulet's faces that they kind of hated that. Yes. Oh, and absolutely. I was like, 
So she they won? want a contained girl. She still won, but she can't win. Like she yeah. won, but you hated her reaction. I'm like, damn, because I just but want it, nothing but the best for her. I want. I love Astrid. Yeah, but that. Yeah, it's just it was crazy, but also like. She was just doing what Zavaleta was doing last week. Girl, and then she when was she was just like, doing I deserve to thing. be here. She was like, I deserve to be Those here. Those were the exact this words is... that Zavaleta said. And then Zavaleta was like, oh, baby, don't be mean. Don't talk to other people. It's not about other people. It's just about you. And it's like, bitch, you literally. But she had 24 hours to sleep on it. You know, she's grown since <laughs> She's grown since then. Um, yeah, I feel really bad. I feel bad for her. And then also, like, there was no camera time for Betty. Betty was just sitting there like, I don't want to go home. Well, I'm Betty trying to do like, this for my community. And like, she's like a grown up woman who has like been through a lot. So she's like not going to spiral. She's just like sitting there crying and she's disappointed. And honestly, I think it did her good because she was so laser focused because she got to process it in her head yeah she wasn't exuding all this energy trying to throw it around the room i think astrid's downfall was that she threw it around the room so much that when it came time for the extermination she was exhausted she was exhausted emotionally and mentally yeah Yeah. and physically tell us what happened she was standing for so long in that room full of sitting girls (laughs) Mary Cherry fully sitting on the couch. Well, girl, I don't know about that. With her flashlight hanging over her. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. The um. So the the extermination challenge happens. They had to stick their arm in a fish tank. Those suckers really grab onto them when they show them like trying to pull them off, and they're really stuck. That was girl. Crazy. And did the one jump from the tank to? No, I Betty's think she titties? put it on her titty. But I think, I think they were like, "Hey, put it on um a part of you that's real." You know what I mean? Put it between your tits. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like... <laughs> because that... I guess that was the other but thing. But am it's... I wrong that leeches, like, when they bite you in their saliva, it, like, numbs you so you can't poison. feel it? Well, either way, I thought you couldn't feel a leech bite you. I thought that was the whole thing about leeches. Oh, I didn't know about that. I thought when they bit you, they, like, had something in their saliva that makes you go numb so you could have a leech on you and not notice it. That's what they would always tell us when we were Boy Scouts and we'd go swimming in the lake. They'd be like, check your body for leeches when you're out because you could have one and not know. Oh, I had no idea. Anyway, so they're in there screaming and yelling about these leeches hurting. I'm sure it hurts to pull them off, all those little teeth. Yeah, I mean, I'm when I like, I'm so curious what production, like, what is the contract they sign? And like, like, is I'm sure they're like. I, I hope you have insurance. And I well, now it's on Shutter, so I'm sure they have insurance. And I'm, sh- I assume that there's like a medic, of course. Yes. And so I'm just thinking to myself, like, I wonder what that looks like. That's probably awesome. like a probably like an ambulance out back. Like, do you think that they're like that prepared, or it's just like a singular safety officer? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just, I, I'm curious. I'm putting it out into the world for us, people to call in and let us know. If you know what the uh, hospital precautions are, what the medical precautions are, let us know. Unfortunately, Astrid loses and gets murdered on the beach with a rock by the Boulay brothers. And this ties in, obviously, to the front to scene. To the opening scene. Wait, one thing I did say, I was just distracted thinking about, um, like, the medical side of the leeches. <laughs> 
is um one thing that was clear is like you get to determine your fate in the extermination challenge and i feel like this is uh we, you know we just we're talking about season seven over on race chaser and you know sasha season seven of what uh, a different show that queens compete on okay and yeah, you yeah. know sasha bell always famously talked about cracking the drag race she cracked code. the code now I think I think a code, and this is probably very well known, but I think a code in Dragula is you can determine your own fate in the extermination challenge because that is what Betty did. She didn't walk in not in character. She was in character. She got in there, and then she did exactly what you said. She picked leeches up. She held them in her hand. She posed at the camera. She put them on her chest. She, she gave did- them something visually interesting to look at while also competing in the challenge she went above and beyond and astrid just muscled through the challenge and i think that is that secret extra bonus to crack that code and stay for another week that's my thought so i guess we're done we'd be yeah i guess um Astrid loses and gets murdered and it's over i really wish astrid would have stayed but if astrid didn't go home would you have would you have rather Betty go home? No, I'm very happy Betty stayed. A hundred percent. All right. Well, goodbye, Fuglies. <laughs> no, you gotta say goodbye. Goodbye, Fuglies. Thank you so much for listening to Spooky Seconds. Okay. Have you seen Finding Numi? Have you seen Finding Nemo? Yes. Um, you know when Dory, I mean, not to bring Ellen into it, but you know when she talks to whales? Yes. I feel like that's how we sound when we're saying, good Goodbye, please. It's just because we can't do the voice. Actually, one person has commented that you already sound like the big one, so no need to change your voice. Well, then I don't have to. So thanks so much for listening to Spooky Seconds. It was awful Awful to have you join us. Yeah, we hate you. Where can people follow you? (laughs) (laughs) Why did you say that? You know that you that was find us sloppy <laughs> in reference to something else, you dumb bitch. Okay, email us at sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Call in with a fun, spooky fact about Dragula at 213-536-9180. Be scary about it. And also, just so people know, don't worry. We are on Tuesday. Gonna, It's going to be a mix. We're going to also just be the two of us. Because Meatball has to tell me about carrot top have about talked about carrot top fat slut i have to tell about the berenstein bears fair we have so much to t- catch up on i gotta talk about segway los angeles giving me a free segway oh my god okay so we're gonna do all that on tuesday so don't you worry i mean this coming tuesday we have a special guest but the following tuesday we're gonna have a catch-up episode so just stick yeah, so with in us two for the weeks, ride in you'll two hear weeks, about stuff that happened tell you about two months month. ago <laughs> but just stick with us for the ride we're gonna have a great time we're having a wonderful time Okay, bye. Carrot top, grab my titty. Goodbye. 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 Ah, 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 ah. Doodle doo forever. Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. 
Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.